When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. What's Team Rocket? That's a Pokemon thing, Molly. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> What's up, everyone, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. For our first question of 2023, Diabologist asks if the Bad Batch could ever fight Scar Squadron. I liked this question because I kind of forgot about Scar Squadron, and I think the comics writers have, too. Who is that, though? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about, if you don't know who Scar Squadron is, they were introduced in the 2015 run like the reboot of Star Wars comics when Marvel took back over. And they are a very specialized stormtrooper unit. And uh, they're called something like Squad 99, Stormtrooper Squad 99. And if you look at them, there's a big strong one. There's a sniper. There's a leader. Mm. It's, it's very, very similar to the Bad Batch. And they said when they put that out that that was by design. Did they, which one existed first? Technically in canon, Scar Squad, because the Bad Batch episodes hadn't come out yet, but the story reels had. So I think that that idea then inspired the comic writers Mm. where they were like, oh, let's do the Bad Batch, but as stormtroopers. Yeah. But not as like, there was speculation for a while of did the Bad Batch become stormtroopers? And we don't. We know that's not true now, but they are basically a very evenly matched Imperial versus Republic clone uh, squad. Yeah, that could be like if the Empire saw the Bad Batch and what they were capable of, they were like, let's just make our own version of that. Yeah, I, I think that's probably what we can guess happened is like, well, the Bad Batch left, so let's just do that again. But they probably enlisted or conscripted different people the leader sergeant creel has a lightsaber and is a non-human which is interesting for the empire oh they Uh, have lightsabers just just creel just their leader okay Uh, but yeah that he would be kind of the hunter of the group and then there's the sniper which who knows where crosshair is going to wind up at the end of all this is that why (laughs) hunter has his cool little dagger i guess i guess that's the closest thing to a lightsaber (laughs) yeah that makes some sense um, but basically, well, now I can't remember, it. the question was, will they ever fight, right? Oh, yeah. And not, could they win? I yes. think Bad Batch wins that fight, and here's why. Uh, Scar Squadron kind of sucks. Ooh, <laughs> they were awesome. Burn. They were awesome when they were introduced. Like, they had a really cool, just full-page panel, and you're like, who are these people? And every time they show up, they just get their butts handed to them. <laughs> Like, they're basically Team Rocket, 
Scar Squadron's blasting off again. Like, they're always beaten. What's Team Rocket? That's a Pokemon thing, Molly. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, I mean, you can make Stormtroopers or versions of Stormtroopers as cool as you want to, but in the end, they have to lose, right? <laughs> right. At some point. So that kind of makes sense, but it does kind of suck that they were... They kind of suck. It's just when they were first introduced, it, it felt like a big deal. And then they were never really much of a threat. They kept, they popped up like four times. And every time they would just lose horribly. <laughs> I mean, it could be something that they explore in the season of Bad Batch. Like it, like experimenting on clones, maybe even at Mount Tantus, trying to make their own version of Bad Batch. Yeah, I guess that's where we're getting to is, is there a world where the Bad Batch fights Scar Squadron? Sure. I, I think it's possible. I would be surprised if they did that. Like, delighted. It, it would be another Cobb Vanth kind of thing where I'm like, I don't think they're going to pull something from the comics. Especially, we haven't seen anything from them in a long time. I do think Creel got a, an action figure kind of recently, which is neat. But, I mean, he's just a stormtrooper with a lightsaber, so yeah, <laughs> easy sell. This could... Although this could go into our theory about how this season is going to explore each member of the Bad Batch becoming more well, well-rounded and learning how to not just be the smarty pants, how to not just be Mr. Muscles. Yeah. Uh, oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, if the Empire did make Scar Squadron to fight the Bad Batch, it would be awesome to see the Bad Batch still win because they're all... They've all leveled up at this point. It's interesting. I hadn't considered that maybe Scar Squadron was engineered. I just thought they were, they got a really strong dude and put armor on him. And one guy was really good at shooting. But yeah, it, it seems possible that at Tantus, they could be experimenting on their existing stormtroopers. I don't think uh, Scar Squadron, I don't think they're clones. But Ooh, And then what if Crosshair were part of that? group maybe they don't call it scar squadron maybe they call it something else but what if crosshair became part of that other group i mean i think there's a world where that's possible if he's still with the empire then he could i i did say like we now know that the bad batch doesn't become scar squadron but it's possible i think i think that sniper had a different name in the comics so it's unlikely but maybe crosshair changes his name who knows uh I'm going to say that it's unlikely that will happen, but it is a really neat matchup if they were to do it because, you know, I think the Bad Batch is about how the clones get phased out and TK troopers and then stormtroopers and then maybe these ultra-enhanced stormtroopers replace them all. I think it fits thematically, or it can. Damien Vonderhaar wants to know if we think Wolf will appear in this season of Bad Batch. That feels... Far more likely than Scar Squadron. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the ones that we see later on in Rebels teamed up with with Rex. And so I, I think if Rex is in this, there's a good chance they find Wolf along the way. Yeah, and we also got some more Gregor, which I like that Gregor just appeared and we didn't really get a whole lot of information about how he got off Abafar. Like the last we saw him, he was exploding. And that's and then when he was in Rebels, everyone was like, whoa, what? Gregor's here? Oh, okay. And then when they had a chance to maybe clear things up and how he survived, they were like, nah, <laughs> you just need to know that he did. 
he that's that one story that he holds over everyone else's heads and he's not going to tell anybody honestly i think that would be a pretty solid running joke as if he were about to say if here's how i got away and then some (laughs) attack happens and he's like i'll tell you later and we just never get to find out i'll tell you when you're older kid (laughs) um but yeah if we we have rex we have gregor we know cody's going to be in this season i think we're going to continue to see familiar clones and because we have that through line from clone wars to rebels wolf seems like i don't want to say a guarantee but like 90 percent he's probably going to show up in the bad batch at some point i'm sky kid and ormappa ask what upcoming star wars projects we think fans are sleeping on this year well first we have the three live action projects and i don't think anyone is sleeping on mando or ahsoka i think people are sleeping on skeleton crew a little bit but that's just because we know so little about it and it's probably going to be at the end of the year Mm mm-hmm like September, October at the earliest, I would guess. So I don't know that people are sleeping on that one so much as we were, it's just so far in the distance and we don't know much. Right. I would say Visions season two. That's what I was going to say. I know that that's probably not everybody's thing, but I feel like since they renewed it for another season, this one is going to be even more, even bigger, even more spectacular. And we might get some like really well-known name people working on this project yeah i mean i don't know much about just animation studios in general i I know we have a friend who is so into animation and is is probably going to know every single studio that they announce despite them being from all over the world this time and not just japan but yeah I, i think visions is the one that i keep sleeping on as well i just kind of forget that it's happening but i really enjoyed volume one Thought it was really neat. You know, didn't love all the stories, but I liked that you could just go from one to the other and they were standalone. So, you know, if you didn't like one, you're like, whatever, move on to the next one. And like Ninth Jedi, probably one of my favorite Star Wars stories from 2021, right? That's when it came out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I think you are onto something where every episode is a completely different story, different style. I think that keeps you interested in the series as you watch them all and like if you're not a content creator you can take your time and really savor each episode which is nice (laughs) and i mean i we were talking about how they should stand alone but part of me is like that japan is still on the list of countries that are contributing so maybe there will be a 10th jedi uh, ninth jedi would that be the the sequel name i I don't probably not (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'd also welcome a continuation of Lapandocho. That one seemed like it was setting things up for more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Visions was just a fun time. Uh, the only other real project for Disney Plus that's coming out is the Young Jedi Adventures, which I keep remembering that. And I'm I'm not expecting that we're going to connect with it heavily. I <laughs> think I might. I think it's going to be cute. I think it'll be fun. The little blue guy. What's his name? <laughs> uh Oh, shoot. I forget. I made a big deal out of him in the Everything Coming in 2023 video. Well, I'm excited for him. Uh, yeah. He looks adorable. Everything looks very cute. I But it's made for preschoolers. So we, uh, I was listening to... Uh... I was listening to Four Sinners <laughs> talk about it, and they were like, the theme of each episode might be like how to share. Like... 
really, oh, adults really need basic that too. stuff. Oh, yeah. And that's what they said. <laughs> is that we're going to go like, oh, this is awfully basic. But, you know, sometimes adults need the basics too. They need mm-hmm. to be reminded. Uh, I, but I think I am currently sleeping on that one, that I'm I'm definitely going to check it out. I'm going to watch it all to cover it for the canon update. I'm not expecting I'm going to cover every episode and review it or anything because um, I, I don't think there will be much for me to really talk about. But... I would love to be surprised. <laughs> Maybe I'll cover it. Hey, there you go. If if you want to, I'm all for it. <laughs> I just don't want to be really d- diving deep into something that I'm like, eh, it didn't really connect with me. Sure. Um, outside of that, I, I don't know if there's anything else. I mean, people, the fandom in general, they tend to sleep on books and comics, I would say. Yeah, the fandom in general... I think is sleeping on High Republic. The, the, there's in the general. High, well, it's like people who the fans that read the books and comics, they're they're very passionate, and I don't think they're sleeping on the High Republic. But I, I should also point out, just like the Bad Batch or animation projects, like when we were covering the Clone Wars season seven, even animation just never gets as much recognition, uh, as much attention from fans as live action projects do. I, I get it. It's just the nature of it all. But like, man, people who skip out on Star Wars animation are missing out. I've got a video about that coming out next week. So that's like fresh in my mind because I used to be one of those people who was like Star Wars cartoons. I won't like that. And I was very wrong. Mm-hmm. Andy Duggan wants to know if the Mandoverse series are still building to an Avengers style crossover event. So that was something that was announced in 2020 all of the other projects that were coming into the Mandoverse and that it would build to a crossover event. I kind of think we're already doing that. Yeah, we've had like little bits and pieces where we got Ahsoka and Mando and then we got Mando and Book of Boba Fett. So I think that's going to continue to happen where they're just kind of sprinkled in. I don't know if we're going to get like a full-on Avengers-style show of its own. If that makes sense, maybe an episode. Yeah, I guess that's what we're driving at. Yeah, I don't think we're getting an end game. Maybe. I don't know what they would call it. But with the Book of Boba Fett, I think that really helped set expectations and confused a lot of people, myself included, of like, oh, Boba Fett's just not in this episode, okay? Kind of strange, but like, I, I kind of expect that all of these different characters are going to bounce around between series. Like, Mm -hmm. I will not be surprised if the Mandalorian is in Ahsoka. And I won't be surprised if uh, Boba Fett pops up in Skeleton Crew or something. Like, And then once Skeleton Crew is out, they might come into Ahsoka Season 2 or something. I don't know. but I I feel like Boba Fett would be the perfect addition to Skeleton Crew because he just feels like your cool uncle. Now that like, he's chilled out a bit. <laughs> yeah, the way he acted around the the Rancor, I feel like he loves kids. He would like... I think he does now. He I think he dig hanging out with them. Probably his experiences with the Tusken Raider and that kid that used to hit him with a stick. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he knows how to deal with children now. Um, but yeah, I, I already see... I, I guess I'm putting my mind into the space of every one of these series is probably going to cross over a little bit. Like we keep talking about, Sabine will probably be in The Mandalorian Season 3, and then of course she'll be in Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. 
I, I think we can expect that. But then at the end, will we have a, a, a mini series that's called like the last command or something? And it's that's the last title of uh, the first Thrawn trilogy mm. of books. So maybe they could build up to something. And then it's like, hey, every single one of these starring characters are going to be in every episode. I could see that happening. It's possible. I just, I can't get it out of my head that Avengers always have, has these like enormous villains that just pose such a big threat that we, like, I, I know Thrawn is a threat, but knowing the future of Star Wars history, no one talks about a huge mm. threat like Thanos in Star Wars. So I don't know. It, it wouldn't be as big as anything that Avengers has done. Well, the way they are setting it up, it's like, you know, Luke pops in every once in a while, but they've, they've talked about the Mandalorian being like, this is a series about the characters who are over here, all the, all the B team. So <laughs> it, it's kind of like they are building up the Mandalorian and his group to fight Thrawn or something. And I don't know if Thrawn will be the big bad. It it kind of makes sense in my head, but they could build up to something bigger or different or I don't know. I also think that the Mandalorian is such a well-known name that the final season of the Mandalorian could be the big crossover series event. Mm -hmm. And instead of making a new series, kind of like the way the Netflix Marvel shows built to the defenders. Yeah, that seems more likely. Maybe they'll give it a, a, a subline title for the very last season or yeah. something. The Mandalorian and Friends. Justin Marshall asks, if we think the next Star Wars film will be a one-off or a new saga? I, I Obviously, I don't know. I kind of hope it's the start of something new and bigger. As much as I would love a Rogue Squadron film, I did think it was weird when they announced it that they were like this is going to be the next star wars movie after the end of the skywalker saga i was like that's an odd choice that i would love but i know not everyone would feel that way yeah i mean rogue one did great solo didn't do as well so in my mind i feel like that would lead them to not do another one-off next so I kind of hope it's another saga or start to a saga. It, it sounds like from various interviews and stuff that are coming out of like Variety and Vanity Fair where we like people are with their sources and there have been rooms where writers have discussed X, Y, uh, and Z. Yes, the writer's room. Right. So I think that some of those interviews suggested that they might do a potential one-off movie that then has room to expand if it connects with audiences, which is fine. But I feel like we've had such a big gap between Star Wars films that whatever comes next, I want it to feel like a big, cool event. Right. I think I think they're being way too cautious if they just do another one-off and hope that it does well enough to merit doing more. I don't know. I think... I think we need to just dive into another trilogy or something. I agree. On to YouTube questions. Double Zero wants to know if we'll see Moff Gideon in the ISB in Andor Season 2. I don't I don't dislike that idea, but I don't think it'll happen. Hmm. We've we've said we've said many times that season two is definitely going to connect 
with more and more known characters. But what do you think about Moff Gideon being one of those characters? I don't think he's an office man. I don't <laughs> like I don't like the idea of him having to go into an office every day. And yeah. I'm sure he probably felt felt the same. He might show up for an episode at the ISB and then go back to whatever cool station he's at. Well, it's interesting that they did include that line in Mando season one. They said Moff Gideon was part of the ISB, but you're right. Like he was also uh, part of the Night of a Thousand Tears and the extermination of the Mandalorians. So yeah, I, I don't think he is a pencil pusher. Yeah, he seems more special ops. So, and he has the dark saber at some point. So, I, I don't know. Did, I, I don't think he he doesn't get that until after Andor would have taken place. So, it is possible we jump back 10, 15 years and maybe he is working his way up the ranks, but I I think that that is I don't know, my gut tells me that's too far for Tony Gilroy. I don't think that he necessarily wants to set up something from another series i i think he would love to work with john what's his name john carlo uh i think that would be a perfect fit but you're right like it could be too on the nose of a star wars character i think you make a good point though that Giancarlo has that gravitas like he can fit in the pulpy world of mando but he could also totally hang with the cast of andor so it's it's an idea that I like. I just don't know that Tony Gilroy would follow through with it. Could you imagine him and and Stellan Skarsgård in a scene together? <laughs> the gravitas. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I would have said there's no way Wolfie Lauren is going to pop up in this series. But it sounds like the way Tony Gilroy writes is he's like, here's the character and he puts like insert name here insert mm-hmm. star warsy name here and if that character happens to fit hey we got this person wolf yularen would you mind if we just cast someone who has a killer uh white mustache <laughs> and that'll be wolf yularen and tony goro is like yeah sure i don't mind mm-hmm. so if he writes a character and someone's like this seems an awful lot like moff gideon like Maybe they maybe they do find a way to make that work. Yeah, I think that would be awesome. Barbie Babe asks if any Star Wars Resistance characters could appear in the Bad Batch. That's interesting, because Star Wars Resistance definitely feels like the black sheep of Star Wars animation. Uh, not as many people watched it. It was targeted at a younger audience, but every other Star Wars animated property has kind of been connected through the Bad Batch. Mm -hmm. Bad Batch has some Rebels characters. Bad Batch obviously has some Clone Wars characters. So could we see anyone from Resistance as a younger person? I mean, the first name that popped into my head was Yeager. Yeager, I think, works. Would be good because he has a pretty colorful past uh, that kind of gets brought up in Resistance. So they have a lot to, to pick from from that. I also thought of the, now I don't remember any names from the show, but the ace pilot that had like the black skull Oh, stuff. Griff, I think. Griff? Yeah. I think he would get along pretty well with the Bad Batch. Well, I, he'd probably be an Imperial at that point. So that would be interesting to explore. Or maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think he'd, I don't think he'd get along with it. He was the one that had like the modified TIE fighter mm. pilot uh, 
tie fighter. I don't, <laughs> ugh, losing my brain. Uh, I was going to say Doza, who is the head of the Colossus Station, but he is an, a former Imperial. Mm-hmm. So seeing him in his younger days, especially as the Empire is rising, and we know that he eventually defects, but he could be like, I'm not so sure about this Empire, but I'm here. I would like for Resistance to get some recognition somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it while it was on. I love my fighter pilots. I love Hype Phazon. Mm-hmm. So I don't think Hype will be in it. In talking about stormtroopers who were selected for a certain purpose, Griff makes sense for that if he's like an awesome pilot. Yeah. So I, I think it's possible. As usual, I I skew towards unlikely, but I would be delighted for it to happen. Nick and Mila's Hyperspace wants to know what our most anticipated book of 2023 is. We don't really have that many on the list right now. We have Battle Scars coming up. Ooh. Yeah, I'll just name them real quick. Cataclysm, uh, Quest for Planet X, and Path of Vengeance, and then... Uh, Inquisitor Rise of the Red Blade by Delilah Dawson and then hasn't been officially announced yet but it's the 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi they did it from a certain point of view for A New Hope and Empire I don't think they're just gonna stop all of a sudden so I'm gonna I'm gonna put that as a fifth possibility so I am really excited for Battle Scars Um, the Delilah Dawson book has me very excited because I've loved all of her Star Wars books so far. Uh, which one of those is the first of Phase 3? Or do we even know? We don't know yet. Okay. Uh, whatever, that, that will be happening. Whatever the first book of Phase 3 is, that's that might be my pick. I do think somewhere it was said that Phase 3 begins in November. So, I honestly, I might be with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> I've enjoyed phase two of the High Republic, but I have been clamoring to get back to the phase one characters, see what's happening with all of them. How mm-hmm. much of a time jump is there going to be? I don't know. Like, yeah. they, they left us on, on such a cliffhanger uh, almost a year ago now that I'm I'm chomping at the bit to get back to Bell. Out of the ones that we for sure know about, though, I think Battle Scars might be the one I'm most excited for because it's supposedly going to have a lot of Marin stuff in it. So, yay. I I am excited about Battle Scars. I think part of that is just because it's the next one. It's the next book. And I am so excited for Survivor. So, honestly, there's not a book that I'm not excited for. Because I'm ready for the end of Phase 2 to really, like, bring it all home. Delilah Dawson's always good. Uh, from a certain point of view, those are always just fun. All mm-hmm. 40 of those stories are a fun time. But We've been speculating on what kind of stories <laughs> we would see in that for a long time. So yeah, but I, I do think that when we get back to phase three of the High Republic, I'm going to be like, so, so hyped. <laughs> I remember when Book of Boba Fett was getting ready to come out and also The Fallen Star. And I was like, just I couldn't handle <laughs> both of those being on the horizon. I was just ex- as excited to finish off phase one as I was uh, to watch the book of Boba Fett. I like that your version of being so hyped that you can't even stand it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
<laughs> That's super excited, Alex. <laughs> That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And as always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you. Listen up! I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone! We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win.